0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the UK Pick Six podcast, where once again we have nothing to really gamble on except for the stakes down the line in the future. That's right, the NFL schedule came out this week, and myself, Ollie Wilson, Jazz Gillum, and Dave Block have been discussing the schedule, and we had to discuss a little bit the draft as well because for some reason, uh, a draft discussion of around about an hour or so was lost into the uh, the ether of audio files Ooh. somewhere, and no idea how that happened yeah. again
1: so and probably, probably putting any blame on anyone here not, dave no probably not my fault at no, all. No, no. well
0: uh, what's good is that we had it happen again so. while recording this
1: one yeah it's true that, was that my wasn't fault. my fault yeah <laughs> but i haven't sent you the audio for this yes uh, yeah, like so, so there's, there's still so scope yeah there's there is scope. yeah i could uh, it could not work I wouldn't be surprised at all if I get a message in half an hour saying your uh, doesn't work. What are you?
0: Um, what were you more excited about, the schedule release or like the draft? Because we covered both a bit today, the draft a bit, obviously. But like,
1: well, I enjoyed talking more about the schedule because I feel like I've got kind of draft overload. It was like being on lockdown with the draft going on. It was good distraction, but it also meant that I read like a nonsense amount of articles about it <laughs> and like. <laughs> listened to too many podcasts and thought about it too much and then like now it's kind of settled down you're actually like i don't know if any of these players are good let's just you know i wish i could just watch some football these good
0: (laughs) these good players are gonna end up looking terrible to start with when joe burrow throws four interceptions in his first start for the bengals because he's a rookie qb at the bengals like yeah Uh, yeah jazz
2: league schedule for me yeah. Because I from my point of view I don't watch college football. So the trouble I have with the draft is I can't really give any sort of reasoned opinion or any sort of player because I don't know how good they are. I can give you an idea of what I think in terms of positional to the team that they went to, but I can't tell you if I think they're a superstar or not. All I know is what I've been told.
0: but even if you like even if you do watch college football, it's very like I don't watch a whole load of it. I watch some of it and I've watched some like the classic games obviously during coronavirus time to kill time. Um, but even people that I know who watch a lot of college football in the UK, I don't trust a lot of what they say about college football, because if they were this good at analyzing players, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be flop. doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so yeah, totally. Anybody can watch tape and unless you're a paid NFL scout, <laughs> I don't really buy <laughs> a lot of what you're saying. You know, I, I bought into Mike Mayock and, and things like that with the NFL and a lot of picks that Mike kind of has picked down the years end up not being as good as they're meant to be. It's a it's a whole lottery anyway. So then to have so much chat about it because of everything that's going on with the lockdown and yeah and lack of sport going on.
1: It But it's nice talking about the schedule. I think we got into kind of seeing where our three individual teams could be sitting this year. Um so yeah, that was nice. I liked it.
0: Yeah, the Eagles in the sitting below the stairs in the Harry Potter style
2: bedroom cupboard, yeah. The whole of the NFC East yeah. is what we came to the conclusion of, didn't we? Really, yeah. It's
0: going to be yeah, a tough man, one. Great. Well, uh, it's going to be tough for the Eagles, but it wasn't a tough podcast to record. I don't know how much audio we're going to have out of it, but hopefully at least over an hour or so. We'll see. Um, but sit back and enjoy. Cheers, boys.
2: Over the middle, yeah. picked off. Season fired, intercepted.
1: Blitz coming. Pass is picked off.
0: He's going to go looking again. And it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore.
2: Down on the right sideline. Into the end zone and he's picked off. Back the other way.
0: We already already did the draft and then somebody's... Yeah, you know, we had I had this wonderful breakdown, there was there was you know, oh. I did loads of drawings, illustrations, I, I was matching up picks against yeah, what teams you, needed. We we did we spent you like watched four. Loads hours of yeah. oh, like, the tape. Yeah. The amount of tape that got watched.
1: Yeah. I was watching stuff from like North Carolina State and like uh, I mean, you know, and just
2: doing like a full nightmark. I was
1: watching LSU, LSU receivers when they were in high school and stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. And but it, none of it means anything no, no, yeah, no, thankfully,
0: gone gone now. thankfully the Eagles didn't watch any LSU receivers tape otherwise they might have taken Jefferson, Jefferson who came out yeah. today by
2: yeah. the way and said that um, he's going to make sure that every awesome. like, every team that picked yeah, didn't pick they him all, they
0: all say no I know they like, do I'm, I'm so tired of every single player giving themselves a chip on their shoulder like screw you mate like get over yourself I'm sure every player has had a besmirchment by some analyst at some point probably and, oh oh, I didn't go in the top five I feel insulted because I'm a player mate your madam rating is going to be 68 <laughs> and they come out and have all these like predict your madam ratings for your rookie year well yeah. I should
1: be like at least an 87 I reckon like I'll jog on It's just Madden as well. I mean, Uh, it's uh, not real life. But it's this
0: whole, they invent a chip on their shoulder because they've read so many stories about players that actually had genuine chips on their shoulders and things like that. What I've really enjoyed about the Bulls documentary is that Jordan was considered amazing in college, amazing in his kind of career. He had a chip on his shoulder against management, maybe, but there was no, like, he was just an out-and-out competitor. And all of these players instead create this whole rhetoric about their backstory. Oh, I've been always hard done by, all this kind of stuff. Oh, I always looked over. It's like, ah, Jog on. No, j- just go out there and play. Jordan, don't give yeah. me all this chat.
1: Jordan had a. You just need to get in the NFL at all. It doesn't matter if you're fourth round or first round. Really, you've got a. You just got to prove it on the field, haven't you?
2: Yeah, but the thing yeah. with Jordan, though, he had a chip on his shoulder, but it was against everybody at all times in all things
0: yeah and that's it's okay. just so competitive that's, yeah, yeah that's just being a competitive person i'd much rather these receivers came out rather than saying oh i'm gonna stick it to every player or uh, not just receivers every nfl player that does this i'm gonna stick it to every team that looked over me and every gm that passed over me and all this kind of stuff and it's like okay like maybe aaron Rodgers, because he dropped so far considering his talent has a has a kind of a begrudgment against uh some of these kind of owners and and franchises but when it's when everybody starts doing it, it, it's like it takes the edge off that rhetoric completely, and now it just becomes boring. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you don't, you That's shouldn't be so creating fair. this to motivate yourself. Do, who, Your motivation who started should it? Be,
2: the first know, time I heard it was Peyton Manning when he went to the Colts, and he said to the Colts, "If you don't pick me, every time I play you, I'll make sure you know why you didn't pick me, and make sure you really regret it." That's the first time I heard anyone say anything like that. So maybe it started with him, because he's become such a good player, of course, the leader of my oh, offense. Oh, I'm going to
0: uh, be super efficient against you if yeah. uh, I ever play you down the line. <laughs> I will uh,
1: get a uh, a passer rating in excess of 120. And um,
0: there will be a note uh, filed under your GM's door after the draft explaining all of this in great detail. I've uh, run the analytics on a spreadsheet, so <laughs> yeah. I'm, very, I'm very good at Excel.
2: So yeah. that's the thing. That's the first time I heard anyone use it. So maybe it's because of his legacy in some ways that that's become a touted thing yeah just copycatting things, I, isn't it really
0: it's just like i said it's just boring to me now like the draft the draft is what it is it's a absolute hyperbole just all around it it's just chat 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 let's find a backstory on every single player to make it like american oh, idol how bad let's, was that let's use like as much tape as we can to highlight what i'm saying and look anybody can look great a first rounder can look great or like a bad choice depending on what highlights they run on the night and things like that yep. let's and that's all in college so let's see what happens when if we ever get to week 1 of this season like let's not break down the draft too much and i don't think we did that at all really dave
2: so the well
1: we actually we actually came down to in the end we were like lessons we've learnt from the draft the draft doesn't mean anything
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Something, obviously, I wasn't on that podcast, so one thing I'd like to add to that would be that every player seems to have lost someone close to them and ESPN wanted to make sure everyone knew about it.
3: Oh,
0: everyone. Yeah. And yeah, also, that not was... just
2: they lost them, but how they lost them. Lost mother yeah. to breast cancer. Why do I need to know that? Why is I that mean, an important look, piece of personal information? That's not how it should be. That should be kept completely private and separate. There's no need to do that. Because like you said, it's not American Idol. You're not trying to create this mass hysteria of empathy or sympathy for someone, you're trying to make them... They're going to make them multi-millionaires, basically. You're not going to transform their life like this because they are one in a million. You transform their life because they worked bloody hard for it and they deserve to be there on merit. Yeah. I mean... Just does my head in.
0: I don't mind it if those stories come out, but it's like a really well-written article. Yes, yeah. You know, six yeah. pages long about his genuine troubles growing up as a kid and stuff that he had to go through yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's
1: the sound clip isn't it that's the problem it's like the two seconds soundbites like and mm. it's oliver wilson from um north carolina state he's been drafted in the second round and he lost both his parents when he was younger and uh, he got a thousand yards last year he's dedicated but it's just like just slotting <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. there it's like it's like a little aside <laughs> what, what that? was that
2: bit that you <laughs> that? does that really fit in here
0: So, uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but kind of along these lines of Stig Toftig, the Danish midfielder, played in World Cup 98, and um, a friend of ours, mutual friend, Jack Sneddon and I were watching a classic World Cup 98 game, and we were looking at Stig Toftig, who was playing and kind of bossing the midfield. He was a bit of a nutter and all this kind of... Did he go to Everton? uh, He did, I think, yeah, at one point. Yeah. Sorry. So Jack goes down this wormhole of looking up his kind of history and things like that and it turns out he did have like a crazy past in terms of you know he was uh, arrested for assault and GBH a few times for scuffles and he he was a guy that he was a guy that genuinely had a chip on his shoulder but the point was was that it was after his playing career finished that it came out that when he was 13 years old he walked into his house and his dad had killed his mum and killed himself and this oh came out Ooh. after the playing career. Yeah. So it's like I don't know, Like it it wasn't like a narrative that was playing throughout his career. Nobody knew about it. Everyone knew him as just a hard nut kind of thing and that created a, a, a kind of a persona for him on the field. It's like, God, he's a bit wild. There must have been some stuff's gone down and then you find out later on and it's like, oh, geez, yeah. But in modern day times, that would have been Stig Toftig on the ball. Of course, uh, both his parents died when he was 13 after his dad shot his uh, wife and killed himself. So, uh, lovely pass there, though, out to uh, the and left now, sideline. Uh,
1: an advert break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: mean, it just, like...
1: Can I just say, Ollie, that murder-suicide is my favourite form of suicide? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's your favourite? <laughs> <You've been, laughs> what's your least favourite? You've
0: been... You've been what, what? Regular oh, suicide. regular suicide your least okay. Got you. Watching <laughs> way too much Anthony <laughs> Jesselnik. Yeah, that's what
2: Jessel- Oh okay. I didn't know that. I thought you'd be <laughs> serious. G- I didn't
3: just think of
0: that. <laughs> but um yeah, the draft. Like it's a fun watch And it was a nice removal From what's going on And everything I don't know if you're aware But there's like This COVID-19 thing Going down And we can't We're not meant to leave our houses And all that rubbish Um, Well not rubbish But yeah Uh, We're not rubbish Yeah I'm not dismissing it As like fake news Sounds like What you're dismissing uh, It seems like Oh this is rubbish (laughs) (laughs) This is lies Oh
2: yeah that old chat This is state sponsored media Yeah Oh I've I've never had it So it's not really It's not gonna kill me
1: (laughs) Um
0: But yeah, it was a nice distraction and the NFL continues to
1: be routine. Have you you got any strong thoughts on the draft? Have you got a couple of takeaways you want to give us? Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and uh, what's his name? Love, is it? Jordan Love. So I totally agree with you on
2: this, Dave, in terms of the feeling of drafting Jordan Love versus drafting a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. If you look at what the Green Bay Packers did last year, they got to the NFC Championship game. Granted, they got mauled. Absolutely mauled by the 49ers, but their defense got mauled, given away. I think it was 180 yards before contact for running backs like that during the game. So mm-hmm. they needed to get someone either on defense to try and plug a gap, or get him another weapon to go along with Devonte Adams, because you can't hopefully kind of put all the offense on their shoulders completely, which is kind of what they've been doing. Apart from maybe Alan Lazar did something last year, but Jordan, Allison's been a bit disappointing. Marquez Valdez Scantling was supposed to be really good and didn't really do much either. So I think if you strengthen now, you've got a better chance of winning again. The thing that makes me more confused as to why they did what they did was they traded up to get Jordan Love. The teams after them were not going to take a quarterback. So why did they give yeah. up extra draft capital to draft someone that was going to be there at their pick anyway? Yeah. And. They've seen what happened with the Aaron Rodgers-Brett Favre thing. Granted, Aaron Rodgers turned out to be a very good player, and he's proved that the whole way through. And the Packers have been very lucky to go through two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back since 1992, I think it was, when the Falcons traded with the Packers. So they've been very lucky to get that much kind of out of the position. To draft Jordan Love now, when Aaron Rodgers is still as good as he is, and he hasn't threatened retirement like Brett Favre had done, He's got four years on his contract No signs of slowing down. Brady and Breeze are going in their 40s. He's still got all his physical tools and maybe one of the strongest arms in the league still. It doesn't make sense why you'd try and draft a replacement now rather than think, well, if we want to try and do something here to try and load up and win something, we need to try and get him more pieces. Now, the question then becomes, who made the pick? Was it through Matt LaFleur and Gutekunst trying to not push Rodgers out as such, but saying, right, well, you're close to the end. We don't believe you're going to be here for another few years. We have to make sure we get a contingency plan ready. Fine, fair enough. And if you believe that Jordan Love is the best quarterback you're going to get in the next few years, okay, fair enough, too. Because in the sense, if they think that they got to almost got the Super Bowl last year and they expect to at least be in the playoffs next year, they're not going to have a high pick. They're not going to have a Trevor Lawrence or some other QBs that are coming out that are higher. But... Having said that, I think it may have been a little bit of a power play because there's so much talk about whether Matt LaFleur gets along with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers' influence in the dressing room in the team, or whether he thinks he's too big for his boots and those sort of things. So maybe the pick was down to trying to get the Packers to make Aaron Rodgers realise, one, he's replaceable, and two, he's not bigger than the team. Now, I'm not thinking that's a really very good idea, because he's your franchise quarterback and has been for so many years and however successful he should have been, he's not been because maybe it's down to his decision-making, maybe it's down to the schemes he's been running, maybe it's been down to the surrounding talent. But I feel that the Packers made a big mistake there. They could have strengthened. It's just
1: hard to think about destabilising a quarterback room and potentially a franchise when you just went 13-3. Yep. And made it to the um, NFC Championship game. Yeah, and it's not like they went out in free agency and got a wide receiver. Nope. Um, they, w- they didn't go out and get, I mean, obviously they couldn't get like Stefan Diggs, but they could have maybe gone and got somebody else. I mean, Hopkins just went to Arizona for next to nothing. Were there any calls made there? They did, they did
0: go out and get a wide receiver though, didn't they? They picked up Devin Funches.
1: Oh uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Oh, problem solved then. No, I don't say they don't have a tight solved, end either he's, he's, because he's Jimmy a... Graham was useless. Well, they've got Green Mercedes
0: Bay. Lewis, who's a good pair of hands and a very experienced tight end. He's a very solid tight end. Uh, Devin Funches isn't a bad receiver, I wouldn't say.
1: No, he's not. A, he's not a bad receiver. He's not a bad receiver. At all. He's, he's very physically. He's excellent. He's a very um, useful kind so... of big
0: guy to target. And I was just looking at the Packers roster. I mean, yeah, good Obviously, guy. I think the Packers are going to look at taking the ball out of Rogers' hands just a little bit more. Because of Aaron Jones and... uh um, and Matt LaFleur's
2: offence. Well, that's just, his offence. It's a running offence.
0: And they've got a good set of running backs that can provide useful hands out of the backfield in Jamal Williams, who was really good in that sort of multi-purpose back last year. And Aaron Jones yep. has shown for two seasons now that he can run the ball really well. And then you look at the uh, development of Alan Lazard as the season went on, was a very useful target for... No, I'm not saying he's like a be-all and end-all, and that's not the same as going out and getting one of these top receivers from the draft potentially but what you have seen already in Alan Lazard is that he and Rodgers have a good relationship and they really built on that last year in terms of their connections down the uh, down the stretch so you've got Lazard, serviceable number three you've got Alan Devontae Lazard. you've got Lazard you've got Devontae Adams you've got Devin Funches, you've got Mercedes He's Lewis and Marquez Valdez Scantling if he can actually become what we expected him to be last year and be more of an impact player I'm not saying that it is you know a okay. studly Mcstudly wide receiver core or anything like that but I'm saying that yeah. Rogers obviously to... has people, that, and the Packers have people that they consider weapons in that team.
2: But they didn't even have but to one, pick a receiver. They could the have other... picked a defensive player. They could have tried to pick a, a D lineman to try and block up the holes that they got through for this, the 49ers got through. Pick a middle linebacker. Yeah. Pick someone in the secondary. Pick anyone that's going to make the team better in the short term. Not at the quarterback position.
0: But you're still looking at an Aaron Rodgers as well, that unlike a Brady and a Breeze, is more mobile and gets out of the pocket more and leaves himself actually more open to contact as well. And that he has got too, injured the last few years as well. As yeah. an older quarterback. And if you think that you've got somebody there at that position that you want to have sitting for a few years, as they did with Rodgers, like the Packers developed Rodgers kind of perfectly behind Favre. And so if they're thinking that they can do that again with somebody that fits into the long-term plan for this franchise, and this is the guy, why not go and get him? That's...
1: But the, d- the difference is, though, is that Rogers has got four years left on his contract, a huge contract as well. Yeah. So, unless they traded him, they're not getting out of that, or he shockingly decided to retire or something due to injury. Mm. With Favre, he was already threatening to retire then. Yeah. So, it is a different situation. So, I don't know if that comparison
2: stands up. I don't think it does. However, I think that Rogers will ask for a trade. I think that we're going to see he can go in somewhere else the next year or two, just like Favre yeah. did. Plus, Jazz, just to finish that thought as well you've got um,
1: uh, it, Rogers is known to have slipped down that into the first round, like down to the 20s. Like, that was a surprise. That's why they show those clips of his reaction all the time. He had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Because he was projected to go in the top 10, maybe even the top five. Yeah. But Jordan Love, he wasn't on... He wasn't going to be going in, in the top three of quarterbacks. No, he, well, so it, it, was, a surprise. it was a third like, one, wasn't he? It's it? not the same... Yeah, but it's not it's not the same level of talent. No, he was the fourth one.
2: Three weeks before. They, Two are Herbert Oh, Justin and Herbert. And yeah, Barrett. yeah,
1: sorry. Fourth. Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. My bad.
1: So he he wasn't in that and those three were the ones that everybody was talking about. It was that top echelon and then there was like a then there was, you know, kind of everybody else. So I I think it was it was a reach in terms of a pick. They traded up for him, as you said, and it doesn't seem to fit with where they are as a franchise. They're not a team that just went six and ten that's like, okay, maybe we need to reboot things in the next two years it's like you just got to the championship game okay you had a a soft record at thirteen and three but that was your record so yeah I don't know I just don't I just don't I just don't, I just don't get it at all
2: it. have you the, do you seen it. the video of um when Pat McAfee did the the live draft show with him and AJ Hawk, they, I
1: wish that he'd been on on Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. They, they, he, he, he
2: instantly said, "I'm not calling Aaron because we don't want to be the ones to create news. That's not how we work." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they have a Packers fan he on it do called, that. I think it's Ty Schmidt is his name. Yeah, and, he stormed out. Okay. Oh, so funny. <laughs> oh, so I love that because it just sums up how it, how I'd feel if that happened to the Steelers as well. So if we'd been picking number eighteen and we picked someone like that, I'd be like, "What are we doing?" Granted, I don't think Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges are the answer to anything anyway. In Big Ben's old, but it's still it's. Do you think you've got more chance to well, carry on going with your quarterback? The,
1: the Falcons are not that dissimilar. Like, it would have made more. You could have made more of an argument for the Falcons maybe picking up a QB, a team that's just gone seven and nine two years in a row. Yeah. Matt Ryan is like thirty five now, so like, or well, I don't know why you're shaking your head, Ollie, because it doesn't like.
2: Why does Green Bay make more sense than the, the a new head coach and, make that and general move. manager? Not I know that Goodenkun was there last year, wasn't it? Last year, and, last year was his first year. And you've got but, an older,
0: an older quarterback that has taken, as you say, more injuries. And Matt Ryan isn't anything to do with the problems in Atlanta. Whereas, yeah, is whereas Rogers. there is a lot of discussion, you know, of off the field kind of influence that Rodgers has, has in Green Bay as well, which which doesn't this, do that's it any my favors. point. That's but then that's the
1: thing. If you yeah, but that's the thing. If you if you want to move on from Rodgers, if you're actually saying this is like our plan, we want to move on from him.
2: Move on from him. You're not gonna gonna do like... it. they're not going to do they're going to try and milk him for he's worth while he's still useful. Though the trouble is, if you create a malcontent, like they're going to do and they have done, it's going to go one of two ways. One way is it's going to be he's going to play much better and to everyone. No, no, no. I'm the guy. This is why I'm the guy. You shouldn't yeah. be doing this. I'm mean, pretty sure that's what Five did. You look at the 06 and 07 seasons, especially the 07 season when they went to the NFC Championship game against the um, the Giants. Five was on fire that year. But it could also go the other way where he thinks, you know what? They clearly don't respect me. I don't feel the love. And if you don't feel oh. the love, you're going to want love nice. somewhere else and there's going to be a lot nice. of teams that would say, nice drop. Well, don't worry, I want to love you. I'm sure Mr. Belichick over in New England will be like, you know what, I can make a run with this guy.
0: I mean, don't worry, if you're not feeling the love, that's just another chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder that he will take to another franchise and use to motivate him. And then ESPN about, will make a documentary about it or something. Probably what about Aaron
1: Rodgers to the Broncos in a year's time? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be interesting, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, I don't think they could afford him. Hmm. And make enough of a team around him would be the problem.
0: Uh, John Elway brings him in and says, "Hey Aaron, you know, sit down. We'll we'll talk your contract, but we're gonna get you a ring, just like I got <laughs> a ring at the end of my career. We'll get you that second and ring." And pain got a ring in history. got a
1: ring. We'll get you a ring.
0: <laughs> this one's for John and Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <I guess.
3: laughs>
2: yeah. So that that's my take on the Jordan Love thing. And again, I if they okay, if yeah. they feel like he was the best player they could draft at that point, and that sets them up better, fair enough. And again, of course, Charlie Castley is always known as saying the most important person in your franchise is your starting quarterback and the second most important person is your backup quarterback. And that's all well and good saying that, but at the same time, if you want to really try and win something, sometimes putting all that capital into one position is not the answer. Denver are going to be looking for a quarterback really soon, though.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> on that, like, Drew Lock.
1: You're not convinced on this Drew
0: Lock chat. <laughs> nah. I thought Why? he, he played really year. well
1: at the end of the year. I don't know, he did. He played really well. He's got. He's going to have a lot of weapons around him, so it's going to be really interesting to see how they do. I think they're going to be stronger. There's there's no excuse Definitely. for him this
0: year.
2: Let's put it that way. Like if it doesn't no. work, then... No, there's still a little bit of an excuse because he only had how many games did he have last year where he played and started after Flacco went down, not went down starts. he got benched. Five starts. So that's not he's not even had a full season, he gave him a full season this year. And if he still has a few teething problems, fair enough because it's his first full season. Next year, there's sp- no excuses. I suppose there's surely the whole excuse they need to go out well. and get Cam Newton to back him up
1: now. Would you want No, because
0: Cam wants to be a starter. Like Cam keeps on saying, "I'm not willing to take up a backup." No, role. no, he I'm has. Well, like, he doesn't have the choice. He's come out and said that, that he no... would
2: take a backup position in the right situation. Yeah, the I mean, thing yeah, is, which this would... is a great situation. No, but I don't think Cam Newton can go into that locker room because Von Miller would be there every day. So I remember when I uh, I strip <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Oh, look at this ring, buddy! Look at this. Can you imagine if he did that? that would That's be what. So if I was Von Miller, I'd be there <laughs> in his face every day. Every day. So if I was him, that's one team I would not go to for that very reason.
0: And for Cam as well, just walking into that's the building. That's crazily
1: unprofessional the, if you if you didn't go to a team because one of the players beat you in a Super
0: Bowl. With <laughs> the Lombardi there. It wouldn't shock me. Cam would be walking into that place like, here's what you could have won every single yeah. day of your life while you're here's here. what happened
2: when you got destroyed in the field.
0: Yeah. And they're just showing on repeat on big screens in the reception. Just Cam going down but, and but they would. <laughs> of
2: course they would. They're yeah, the that highlights that package. That, that, that the the play when formula comes around strips him, and then Cam looks at the ball, and then waits ten seconds before he moves. By that point, the Broncos have recovered it. That's it. Yeah, that's gonna weird. be one of those plays that's gonna live with Cam's career the rest of his well playing career, or yeah. his life really. But that's also the same with the Broncos. So if you go to the Broncos, you're going to see it, you're going to hear it. The first thing they're going to be saying to you when you sign is, oh, so how does it feel signing for the team that beat you in the Super Bowl? Well, really? Where's he, where's he going to go then? I have I no really idea where he else, else he's going to
0: go. When he says, uh, I want a team, um, I, I'm willing to be a backup in a, position, in a situation that suits me. That's like him saying, I want to go somewhere where the guy is obviously going to be crap and I'm going to get to play. Which is, again, yeah. I, it's not the attitude that you really want out of a backup QB. You want somebody to compete for sure, but you don't want somebody being there like i could imagine and i don't know cam newton personally or anything like that but from everything that you read and see i could imagine cam newton being the backup there that's like yeah i hope this play this play get her i'll come in this play get her like not wishing positivity on the team wishing that he's out there first and foremost kind of thing and that's not what you want in a backup quarterback
2: no the trouble you have is because he's been a starter for so many years and of course been number one pick that's the personality
1: at yeah, into it's, him, which is think just it's absolutely kind of inevitable fair. that he would be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's
2: how he should be. Because if he's not like know. that that's not how he should what, be if he's never been so a starter. Where, where could he go?
1: The Patriots, he could go to the Giants, he could go to Denver. Can you
0: imagine Bill Belichick just know, looking at Cam they? Newton turn up in like a different outfit every day? Just be like
2: yeah, it wouldn't happen. shaking it his head. Yeah. Just, Bill wouldn't he'd be he'd have to ban out. all feathers from pe- yeah.
1: press conferences, I think. Yeah. I mean, oh I, no, he I could I go mean, to I Washington, couldn't is. he? He could go to Washington. Or well, maybe he's the entire
2: of the uh, the Panthers QB room back with Dwayne the Haskins there as well. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> well, maybe maybe actually Cam is the the warm heart that softens the the icy icy interior of Bill Belichick, and Belichick starts wearing like some of Cam's drip to, uh, <laughs> to press <laughs> conference. What
1: Belichick gets all swaggy? Yeah, he's, he's like he's
0: got Cam's you know fedora with a feather on like on the side,
1: wears, like a suit and he's got like a little like a uh, pocket square and stuff yeah yeah and then, back oh, to just right, really
2: right. on the Belichick thing did you guys see the clips of his dog when he was by the computer yeah yeah probably one of the highlights of the draft without question but that was this fun. is, yeah, this I is I when
0: people say that Belichick's actually quite funny and a good guy and stuff like that things like that because it's obviously what he wanted he wanted the dog yeah. sat there so that when he has yeah, been yeah, cut yeah, to yeah. it it's like the pups making the yeah. pics and stuff
1: like that's I did like that that's fun like yeah, yeah, I'm okay
0: with Belichick. But yeah, then, he knows
1: how they're going to have a good
2: time, you know? As long
0: as he doesn't like start being misogynistic to female reporters again and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'm back on Belichick's side a little bit with that one.
2: Yeah. The other thing with Cam as well is how much he's going to want to get paid. Mm. I think that's a big stumbling block here because you look at someone like Jameis Winston, he knew he wasn't going to get paid much. I was surprised the Saints picked him up, if
1: I'm honest. Well, he thought he would and then uh, didn't work out that yeah, way. Yeah. I was surprised by how little Andy Dalton got paid. Um, is it like three million or something? It's great value. For the cowboys they I couldn't pay him the much cowboys anyway Andy because Jordan. they're
2: struggling to pay Dak. they're struggling mm-hmm. to try and find a way to get I think, do we think Dak's gonna play next year or not yeah you think he's gonna oh, play you, th- you think he might hold i on. reckon he holds out really i, I think, reckon he holds out
1: i think if i think he's that they'll smart, try and he'll, find a way to get him but
0: he'll recognize yeah. how good a position that cowboys team is actually in in a afc East, uh, so nfc east that is theirs for the taking let's face it at this point
2: But it was last year as well. But they didn't
0: do it. I know, I know. But I mean, like, okay, so Dak had his year in the limelight, you know, almost leading the league in yards and touchdowns and all that stuff. And now it's like, okay, let's get Dak and Zeke on point. Even more weapons have been added, they've retained big receivers. They've got
1: three quality wide receivers. Like this there's no
0: there's still a very good offensive line, like there's no excuse for that offence not Not going up.
2: It's not as good offensive line because Travis Frederick's retarded. No, no,
0: I know, but it's still a very good. So you lose, good. It's the, not you as lose good, the brain in the middle. It's, it's still very It's
2: still top good. half, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's,
0: yeah. it's an offensive line that any quarterback and running back would want to be sat behind. So, but like
2: Every year, every year we talk about this with the Cowboys, every year. Yeah, and, and what happens, it, it's got to happen at if some point as much as I like, um, don't want it to. Have you guys seen the clip but of Ryan Clark when they're talking to Ryan Clark about this? Do you think the Cowboys are gonna to go to the whole way? And all he does is roll his eyes, shakes his head, and says, Every year we talk about this. This is ridiculous. If they finally get over the hump, fair play to them. But every year they're a team that has so much potential but never lives up to it. So I'm not I'm tired of talking about them. Let's talk about something else. But they we're only are we two years removed from them going thirteen and three? Yeah, but if, it doesn't matter if you go thirteen so... and three if you don't make it very deep in the playoffs.
1: Well it does. It's still it's still a big thing I and mean, we're still talking about them competing throughout the year. I mean we're not just you don't just talk about the two teams that get to the Super Bowl. It well, might
2: talk about before they get to the championship games. Okay. Past that maybe not so much. Yeah. Cause then it's just losers really, aren't they?
1: <laughs> first <laughs> loser. We're
2: talking about first loser, second loser, third loser. Fourth loser You're don't a- exist you're a spoilt fan Jazz I'll say that you're a spoilt fan yeah that, I can't that's, American sp- that's American that's American sports man you either win or you lose that's it if you win you get remembered you lose who
0: are you, you you've been watching uh, way too much of this Jordan it documentary it like Jazz is just taking like the Jordan mentality into everything now I'm
1: either a winner <laughs> well, you're, or you're nothing <laughs> yeah I mean you're talking to a guy money who's on that? a Man United fan so you know he's spent like his whole teens winning uh, a trophy every year so. and
0: he's now got very used to losing
1: I have,
2: yeah. <laughs> and it turns out, yeah. I, uh, Not great. I don't like it very much. But I understand. But <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't change the mentality. It's still, you win or you lose. Yeah. And if you lost, right. if you lose, no one remembers you as much.
0: Well, as I say, I can't wait for you to lose, Ben Roethlisberger, and the Duck Hodges era takes over. Which is the worrying yeah, thing is did, there's some reports coming out that saying
2: backup. Apparently the reports coming out that saying that Colbert and everyone else is happy with Mason Rudolph is there, and they see him as the eventual successor. So that's the that's worrying insane. Thing. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, because I mean, Jameis Winston came out they, and said that how he. How can would...
1: they say? How can they look at the camera honestly and be saying I have no idea stuff like that? That is outrageous. Would, would yeah. you take Jameis a real fuck you to the fan base? I would taken Jameis, but at the same time,
0: over Mason.
1: The, the, the I would take any of up. those guys: Dalton, Newton. You could still go out Andy and get And Dalton, Newton, I would taken. I would taken the ginger game manager without sure because for 3 million I wish the Falcons had got him instead of you know Schaub who's like
2: how old is he like he's he's five as well I think
0: he's as old as he is
2: bad yeah Yeah, he sucks I just I think that we need need to figure out that at some point that's by the by but um, in terms of Jameis Winston coming out and saying that the Steelers had offered him more money but he chose to go with the Saints the Steelers came out and said we never offered him anything so the trouble we have as a team is that because our quarterback situation is so unclear and our replacements are so useless, maybe not so much Duck Hodges, he could still grow into something, but Masonry Rudolph is useless, that every free agent quarterback was linked to us because of that very reason. Mm. And so it becomes a case of they're probably saying, oh, the Steelers are talking to us too, pay us more money. That's probably what we've been used as, is bait, and, bait and switch almost, which is really bad. Yeah, I can see that. Do you know what I mean? Um, what's that, Sorry. That we were used as bait and switch, so you can say we were talking to them as well. We were offered more here, give us more money.
1: Yeah, I can understand. I mean, but you still haven't made a move to get anybody, so it's kind of. No,
2: but maybe that because they don't think that the people who are available were good enough at the same time. Yeah. Maybe they thought, actually, we'd rather stick with what we have and we know what we've got rather than try and get rid of one of these guys who may have some potential for some free agent that's just throwing 30 picks. Or just got beaten up by Ryan it, Tannehill.
1: It, it, it's going to be such a. I mean, I say shame in inverted commas because you know I'd like your season to be um, a dumpster fire, but <laughs> if if, um, if can't play, you know if he's passed it, or if he just gets injured, a different injury because he's 38 years old. Um, you know, what have you got behind him? It'd be such a shame because you have got so many pieces on that team and a great defense now, potentially. Yep. Um, you know, if it's all just undone because you've got a super old quarterback. So maybe he goes down
2: and then maybe we get Cam Newton. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Do I want that to happen? No, if I'm honest. No, I don't think he'd be the right fit for the team. Um, but the thing again with the Steelers is they don't tend to make big free agency splashes. If you look at the team throughout the years, they've never been one to go and pay over the odds for someone or go and pick up these marquee names who's just looking for yeah. loads of money, which is fair enough and fine because they've always usually drafted talent, nurtured their own. And then if they have to then leave, great, fine. We'll find someone else to replace you because we'll draft the way we, they, they do. That's why some teams are always successful and some teams that tend to not be very successful. Um and it comes yeah, I guess down you to You've
1: got to trust their judgment uh um, great records. So. Exactly. Yeah. So that's um, that's my um, guys that? think about the um about the old schedule then. We were gonna talk about a sketch. I just
2: wanna just before we do that, can I have all his opinion on Jalen Hurts?
0: What about it? I mean it's fine by me. It? Carson Wentz is somebody who's I liked it. struggled to to stay fit for a lot of his career. I, I love Wentz. He's he's my boy, he's you know, great quarterback, but I don't mind going out when, you know, the back end of last year we were relying on Nate Suffield to come in, and and he tore himself apart in that last game against Seattle as well. So, yeah, I'd take bringing somebody like. No, Was it Josh or, McCown?
2: Josh McCown, you mean?
0: Sorry, yeah, yeah, um, and if. He needs to come in and play wide receiver like McCown was going to at one point in that game as well. Then you know Jalen Hurts is a (laughs) better athlete, so he can go and fill in at wide receiver when they all get bust as well.
2: So that's true, I suppose. I'm I'm okay with it. Like
0: a lot of Eagles fans were moan, like Eagles fans moan about everything. I do it myself, but I don't mind getting (laughs) somebody who, if Wentz gets injured again, as he's got a track record of doing, can come in and, and fill the void. And again, it's somebody that can be developed. If he develops into a nice starting quarterback, that's great for us. If Wentz. Uh, does end up getting injured time and time again or anything like that. And if he, if Wentz stays healthy all this time and we don't need Hurts, then it's something to have in the back pocket and maybe use as uh, as trade bait later on down the line. So Or Taysom well,
1: Hill. I, I was going to say Taysom Hill, yeah. yeah I think that I, people are going to be looking for their own Taysom Hill. And I think that's exactly what the Eagles went out and did. They got an athlete who can play different positions. You know, then it's a team that isn't scared of using trick plays and... Yeah, but, I don't but want you have to remember the Dave so.
2: Ollie hates that. Ollie hates the copycat of Taysom Hill. He oh, yeah. said it multiple I times. Like, I don't like the
0: gimmickiness as well. Like I'm not a fan of gimmick players like we did it with Vince Young a few times when we brought him in which was a weird one to bring into the QB room um you know it happened with Vic when he first came into the Eagles as you'd expect you know when McNabb was still there and Vic kind of came in and played a bit of slot and a bit of wildcat and things like that and it's fine but I don't th- I think the NFL and defenses are too good and too smart for those gimmicks to work time and time again and really become like a fundamental part of your scheme and if they're yeah. not a fundamental part of your scheme then they are just gimmicks I'd rather see a quality athlete like Jaden Hurts be used productively and efficiently, consistently, than used as a a gimmick player. You know, and it leaves you a backup quarterback to get hurt as well if he's coming out in all these other weird positions and things like that. You know, it's just opening him up to shots.
1: It's a good point, and then suddenly you're in a position where you've lost your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback. Yeah,
0: maybe <laughs> yeah, on the same just... play. Which I wouldn't put it past yeah. Philadelphia with the uh, injury. <laughs> record oh my we had god! Last I year. know I
1: did. I was just I was seeing into the future like this is week six or something. You've got you guys have like got a four and two record or something, well, and everything's looking great, and then. Uh, you lose both
0: of It would be Wentz goes out on the option with Hurts as the option man. Wentz takes the hit and pitches it, gets injured, yeah. and Hurts then yeah. runs five yards leveled. and gets levelled yeah. as well. And it's like, oh, good. There we go.
1: <laughs> Cheers, Doug. Oh, no. I can see it. Okay, all right. Let's move on from that. That's hot. <laughs> I can see that's it.
2: That's good. I can understand that as a, as an idea. I personally, I think if that's I was really the Eagles well fan, out, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be so I completely keen. get that.
0: Uh, yeah, look, Eagles fans aren't pleased about a lot of things with the draft. And it's in, as I say, it's impossible to please them. We didn't go out and get Jefferson. Yeah, But look, the guy, the receiver, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now that we've taken, um, like the upside of what every single scouting report said is phenomenal. Like he's a good athlete and he's a very solid receiver. There's not much difference between he and Jefferson and his upside is fantastic potentially. So I think the difference is, is that also anybody that comes out of the SEC is considered far more NFL ready because the SEC is so savage. Yeah, um, That conference, whereas, yeah. you know, TCU Hornfrogs <laughs> like it you know it's a good school it's got a good football program and everything but it doesn't have that same glitz and glamour as a, LSU, as a Bama yeah. an LSU an Auburn you know that's yeah, that's yeah. when college players are really looking enough. like you know there's teams in the SEC that always argue every year the best team in the SEC argues that they could beat the, the worst team in the NFL and i think sometimes yeah. it's kind of true and you look at the number of LSU players that got taken this year i think every single yeah, po- i think every single edg- draft eligible player was taken you look at the record of Bama over the last few years of um, yeah, yeah, of particularly their offensive and defensive linemen going high. Like it's a ph- phenomenal schools both of those. It's two. hard to argue so, that, yeah. And they they but produced with three Ohio of the best State receivers
2: well. really. So because at one point Joe Burrow was no Ohio State Buckeye as well, so the first three picks used to play together. Yeah, yeah. I mean course, the Buckeyes are o- Okuda and um, Young obviously still played together because they were...
0: The Bucko's obviously aren't in the SEC, but again, like no, oh, big Big Ten is um is a pretty decent one. You know, Pac twelve is then you're kind of like, Okay, there's some good schools in there, but there's not that many. Is that the one USC's in? Yeah, Pac twelve. Pac twelve, you know, you look at UCLA used to be excellent, like more recent years obviously USC, but they had the, the bans from bowl games after everything that went on with the uh, the time Bruce of like Bush. Matt Lionart, Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll. Um yeah. Oregon have obviously made themselves pretty decent. Stanford have kind of put up a big fight particularly obviously when they had Andrew Luck and stuff so there's always a good couple of teams out of the Pac-12 but it just never has the same credibility when you look at like I mean most of the teams in the SEC would beat most of the teams around the country anywhere else you know Georgia Bulldogs have just been bringing out running backs left right and centre the last few years haven't they Oh
2: huh, that's very true mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: so uh, yeah, I don't mind I don't mind the pick at all uh, everyone said that the Eagles have drafted a good wide receiver and a safe pair of hands and we need somebody that can freaking catch because Aglao was back to his dropsy self last year. Athego Whiteside just didn't, wasn't the receiver, or didn't have the connection. Him and Wentz's chemistry was terrible last year. The number of yeah. drops and poorly thrown balls to him as well didn't help. Um, but I think how many
1: receptions did he have? His stat line. Honestly, I think it was about like eight. Last year. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. And it's not good, is it? Yeah. It, in a year, then when that was the time to for somebody to step up. And nobody steps up. Yeah, he made yeah. Ten,
0: recept- 10 receptions last year.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that is really bad when you consider that everybody else went down in front
2: of him. Played every
0: yeah. played every game, he, sh- he started five, 10 receptions.
2: So, Have you guys uh, seen the videos doing sad. the rounds these days on social media? The ones of the basketball players where they dress up as certain players and do their, all their movements and dunks and celebrations and stuff? Seen that's
0: those? A, is there one of Nelson Alagel or just not? No, no
2: that's, some guy's done NFL receivers. And so he's done Michael Thomas catching the ball and doing the big double bicep. He's got Antonio Brown being mad and then he comes back to it like four times, still mad. Mm. But he has Eagles playoff Eagles receivers in the playoffs and he has the balls going through the hands like five times.
0: <laughs> that's that's like, so funny. That's so
2: true. If <laughs> yeah. I see it again, I'll tag you Did You it. not?
1: You didn't find that amusing? No, it's like, weird, that, yeah. Uh,
0: Look, oh, really? sarc- did he have one of Carson Wentz getting his head drilled into the floor via the head of Jadavian Clowney? I don't know. Was that there too?
2: Didn't see that one. I'll look <laughs> out for it though. I promise. <laughs> who, who?
0: I still <laughs> think the Eagles might go out and sign. By the way,
2: yeah, I still think Clowney totally. could end up
0: playing in Philadelphia by the time. Um,
1: it shocked would be he hasn't the kind been signed yet. Yeah.
0: Look, we always want to have decent pass rushers. That's one thing that was the foundation of our Super Bowl team. Not in the actual Super Bowl itself, but that year we had a. Fantastic defensive line of getting pressure on quarterbacks, which made the secondary look very good. Um, Case Keenum kind of felt that a lot in the NFC Championship game. And pass rush last year was terrible from week one.
1: You know, Everson Griffin's yeah. still out there as well. You know, him or Clowney would be great for And Griffin. Will obviously be cheaper as well. Yeah, but, the um, question is all about the denaro at this point, isn't it? But I know. I think he's asking. T- I think they're both asking too much. That's why they haven't been signed because. I mean, especially Griffin. I mean, I'd love him at the um, at the Falcons. we just we don't have any cap rooms, so it's not going to happen. But um,
2: the other thing with Clowney, uh, though, is again, he's a he, great player. He's got all the potential, but he's never really lived up to it. So if you're going to pay him the mega bucks that a player of his talent deserves, you have to play the way that your talent is. Cr- cr- oh, sorry, you have to play the same way your talent is creative. Of, if that makes sense. So if you don't mm. play as good as you should play, you're never going to get paid as much as you think you're worth. And teams yeah. aren't going to be saying, "Okay, well, he's, he's good for three or four games in a season. He dips in and out. We'll pay him loads of money." It's never going to happen. And
1: well, that's the the thing as well is that you, you know, I think teams really want sacks as well. Yeah, they they need those big stats. splash. It's the splash. I mean, he place, doesn't have it? them. Yeah, he he doesn't have them. You need those sacks. You need those turnovers. And he can get all the pressure he wants, but if you're not getting those, then if your numbers aren't there, mm,
2: if, exactly. if your numbers aren't I, there, when you've got so, JJ on the other side, you're not going to have any better luck yeah. if you've got a worse D line around you. That's the problem. Yeah, agreed. So that's my feeling, which I'm sure I'm What do you think about the schedule then, Jazzy? So, schedule was obviously released on Thursday, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Having had a look, I quite like the Steelers schedule, Um, and of course we briefly spoke about it earlier, so I went through and looked at the games we have and who I think we're going to beat and lose against, and I try to be relatively conservative with my estimation, so I think... (laughs) You haven't. Well, I think I have, but of course there's always going to be games where you lose you don't think you're going to lose things can yeah. go wrong. Jazz is like John so be- Gruden
0: looking at the schedule on that take thing that the guy did. There's a really good video of like a, an impressionist doing impressions of all the head coaches or a load of the head coaches looking at the yeah. schedule and what like when he's doing Andy Reid he sat there he's like what's that? Huh? And then he just lifts up in Mahomes Holmes jersey like what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but the Gruden one he's like win, win. Win, 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 buy. Win. <laughs> win.
2: Just the most confident right. guy in the world. Sixteen yeah. and zero.
0: That's what we're doing this year. All right.
2: So I haven't gone that far into it, but I've been. Yeah, yeah. I think I've chosen my things quite quite, so, quite well. So I've got us going twelve and four. Yeah, such a. We huge, went eight and eight uh, with a terrible yeah. quarterback. You put us a better quarterback in or if we could actually pass the ball next year which should be helpful um it yeah. then opens the running game which we said before wasn't as good last year either so if the offense completely revamps itself and becomes useful again the defense held teams to i think it was 17 <laughs> points last year the if defense the defense holds teams to 17 revamped. points again how good but was big ben
1: before he got injured
2: last year useless
1: yeah okay last year he was so he's, useless. Coming off a, he's coming off he's coming off he played bad a game games. in a he played a game in a he's half he's had an elbow elbow surgery and he's 38 years old
2: and he's now grown the biggest beard of all time.
0: Oh well that's that changes it, yeah. doesn't it? I mean that's the
2: power that, comes to the beard. So he's a sign beard, of a man yeah. who knows so, that times are changing. So how does that
1: not temper your expectations in terms of like delivering this twelve and four? Because you know, I with, would have thought that would have slid you back a little bit with, in terms of. If we'd
2: had Jameis Winston last year, I think we would have gone twelve and four. Because all we needed was more offensive yards, to be quite honest, and more points. And the fact that the defense would have stopped so many more that we had anyway, um, and if we that'd could have get been, a run been
0: guarding like a twenty-yard offense every single time because you know Jameis throws so many interceptions, it.
2: they would have done it. And Minka Patch back there would have found a way of getting a turnover. So, from my point of view, I think that the defense is far better, and if you get the quarterback play better to go with it, there's no reason why they can't really challenged for anything in that AFC North and then obviously in the AFC going forward as well. A
1: really hard division as well that you're in as well, I would say. To a point, like, I think the not, Browns... Not the Bengals. The Bengals are going to be at the bottom there, but the Browns should be... You know, If we're talking about teams on paper, which we are, then the Browns on paper should be much better this year. And there's no reason to think that the Ravens haven't improved as well.
2: So the thing with the Browns from last year is that we said the exact same thing last year, is that on paper they should do something. And they were not... Like a second team twenty one, but they're a team we think they should really do a lot with OBJ there, with Landry there, with Njoku there, with Chubb in the backfield, with Kareem Hunt in the backfield. You've got a lot of pieces there that should do something. They didn't really do It does
1: come out that the coaching staff was in a complete mess though under Kitchens. Yeah, and but there's no reason why so, that may not
2: be the case again this year either. Yeah. So you can't you can't you can't discount that they may be good, but they may not be. So I'm I'm basing so, it on the fact that Tomlin dragged a team to eight yeah. and eight with a defence
1: yeah Tomlin had a great year yeah
2: so if he has another great year and drags the team and has Big Ben as the QB and actually has some decent quarterback play there's no reason why we can't win those other four games and um, actually do something o- odell I beckham so...
0: junior said that he's going to have the best year that anybody's ever seen him have so oh, um... he's
2: got a chip on his shoulder oh right oh well it must be true so yeah. he, think...
0: he said he's feeling better and catching better and running better than he's ever done before in, a, in an off season so uh, oh my god i think that probably means that that's the browns winning both of those games Wait, against the Steelers. sorry ollie Clearly. just
1: uh, did he did he, and he said this about himself yeah, yeah yeah he um well that's better no, than no. himself well no because I wanted, yeah, I just true. wanted to check because if it was somebody else saying it then I wouldn't have believed no, no, it but, but he he's said saying it, it about so, himself yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. that's
2: cool yeah. so you take into account the Browns and the Bengals now the Ravens and the thing with the Ravens do I think yeah, where do
1: you have them where do you have them in their record if you go 12 and 4 do you not have you winning the division
2: I haven't done their record I didn't look at their schedule but like
1: I know but even look at as schedules aside you know they're one of the best teams in the NFL from last year Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems, I don't think there's going to be much of a fall. Like, what's their, what's their floor, really? You know, 11 and 5, I would have thought. They're looking like, they're looking from 11 to 5 up to 14 to 2.
2: So they play the same, on the similar teams to us. They play the a- NFC East, so I think they win all four games there. Yeah, without pro- question, I reckon they'll, I have them beaten us twice. Says so six. I reckon they beat the Browns and the Bengals twice. There's ten. I think they so lose to the Colts and 10. they lose.
0: They lose to the Colts and they lose to the Chiefs. But that's probably it.
2: So you go fourteen and two. So I think that the Ravens may go and win the AFC North. Fine, but the reason why I'm not as convinced about that. If you look at what the Ravens offense did last year, it was different. It was new. It was exciting, and it was brilliant to watch. Look at what the Titans did to them in the playoffs. Now, did the Titans create a blueprint of how to stop that offense? Possibly. Now, the issue you have with Lamar Jackson is he's now had more of a more time to mature. You have more of an off season that whenever they get back to training, and it might mean that he's a better and more confident passer and much more accurate. He might then open the passing game up. If that happens, that offense changes to be better again. In the Titans game, they didn't stop them
1: in terms of yardage. They they had a huge game. I think it was really kind of it situationally the Ravens didn't get it done and they didn't get it done in the red zone but they they hardly shut them down it wasn't like a masterclass of shutting an offence down but it wasn't
2: like they scored 40 points it was a bit
1: crazy that game it wasn't like and also, I don't think it's a blueprint or anything
2: the,
0: the Titans as well the kind of the clock management with the style of football that they were playing in the playoffs
2: as well was, was yeah. massive but then maybe that's the blueprint doesn't yeah, just but mean there it's, aren't, there just, aren't many it's not just teams about how your offence plays d- your defence plays your offense, it's also how you play offensive football too, how you play special teams. But you've got you
0: Henry playing like his best football of his career in that latter part of last season, and mm-hmm. there aren't teams that have a Derek Henry available to them, let alone Very true. guarantee that he's gonna be, you know, on perfect form like he was during most of the playoffs. So like there's I mean, you talk about the ifs around things like the Browns, are they gonna be good or are they not? Like everything is ifs at this point. But yep. the big, like, the Ravens getting beaten could very easily just be a perfect storm of the Titans. I at think that that moment. that's what it was. And I don't,
1: I don't, I think you can really overthink that playoff loss. I don't oh, think we there's can. any reason to think they won't pick, pick up where they left off.
2: But we've also got a whole season worth of tape on that Ravens offense. Yeah, but these defensive players the, the, reg- literally paid, that's their job, but, paid to figure out how to stop it. So, an offensive,
0: I, o- smart offensive coaches know how to adapt to that I mean look at Andy Reid and what he does every single year of adapting the offense in some way to keep the Chiefs grinding out big performances through most of the season and last year all the way through to obviously the Super Bowl and, uh, and that playoff run as well so it's not like the Ravens are going to be sat still and the thing they've got with Jackson is they have such a versatile quarterback. They can say, Yeah, we're going to keep it with the run game. You know, Mark Ingram's still a fantastic running back. I love watching him. We're going to keep Jackson holding the ball more, run some more options and things like that. Or, right, well, we've got a cannon for an arm in this quarterback. We've got some great pairs of hands down the field. So we can actually start looking at more of a, a big, deep threat offense. So, like, there's so many things that yeah, the Ravens yeah. can do. You can't cover
2: everything at this point. I, I mean, totally that- agree. I'm not saying that they're not going to be good. I'm just but saying you have got them hard you predict. have
1: got them down as beating you twice so I, yeah. we shouldn't labor the Ravens too much like yeah yeah it yeah I'm not saying oh can, we're going can... go to go 16 to no. 0 I'm not doing yeah, the job, yeah, yeah, Gruden. Yeah.
2: I'm being honest but I think that the Ravens will probably beat us twice do I think they'll be close games I'm hoping they'll be close games So the way I
1: see it just last thoughts on the on the Steelers and what you predicted there it seems to me like it's either going to be Big Ben sucks he get in he gets injured and you've got you've got a really low floor. Like you, yeah. you're like yeah. you could you could win five six games. Uh-huh. And then the other side of it is yeah that kind of you know if he's if he's even average Big Ben, then that's a ten plus. I've got win a ten team. win season. Yeah. So I've like I don't know. I mean maybe you're not far off. You know, and you're a fan. Like you're allowed to be a bit bullish about your own team. I think it's better than being. Pessimistic all the time. Oh, you're going to enjoy that Eagles, Eagles schedule, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> sure that segues into you quite nicely. Actually, um, yeah, Steelers <laughs>
0: are going to be a wild card team at least.
2: Oh, okay. That's why I think too. That's why I honestly, double feel.
0: digit wins, wild
1: card. That's team. cool. Yeah.
2: Which yeah. kind of fits with our ideas of bets, doesn't it, Dave? So we had that bet on the side that I think the Steelers will have a better record than the Falcons, and they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, well,
1: I think with, with this schedule as well, um, it is oh, looking no, more likely. Oh, now you're the, the okay? Well, no, all the moves that Tampa have made as well. It's uh, yeah, I that's mean, true. I don't know. We'll, we'll get we'll get onto the Falcons. Uh, Should we go I'm, Eagles I'm next? Less hopeful now of those bets. Yeah, keep in Pennsylvania. Yeah, All
0: right, let's keep it in Pennsylvania. Let's take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles with a healthy healthy offense perhaps once again. Look, it's Oh dear. (laughs) I I was looking through the schedule, it's like if Dallas are as good as they can be, which again we've already said is like a big question mark around Dallas many a time. But like the teams outside of division, Bengals, brand new QB. Hopefully Joe Burrow doesn't hit the ground running. (laughs) Like fingers crossed. Um the Rams in week two at home with the the home opener. Again, Like if McVeigh has got computer game Goff back on track and rebooted and restarted the system, I think they had a problem with the Bluetooth on him or something like that, and he wasn't really working that well last year. <laughs> um, so if the Rams are back to being a, a good team, and obviously Aaron Donald's an absolute savage on the defensive line, and that defense has, uh, has got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary as well. I mean, that's going to be a tough game, but I've still got him down as winning that. But there aren't many games that I've got us down beating outside of Washington and the Giants back to back. And do I tough schedule? Do I trust the Eagles to shut down Saquon Barkley? Look, one of the best run defenses in the league last year. One thing we've done for a long time is played really good defense in in the trenches, at least against the run for the last few years. Not against the pass so much last year, but I'm not. I just don't. I don't trust it. So I've got. We start with a win away at Washington. Like we'll take that. That's money in the bank. Uh, beating the Rams and the Bengals in the next two, but then a loss at the Niners, a loss at the Steelers, a loss at home to the Ravens, a win against the Giants and Dallas on home soil. Then there's a bye week. I've got us losing at Cleveland, losing at home to Seattle, losing at the Packers and losing at home to the Saints, which is savage, really. That's
2: a three stretched game of horrificness. Three stretched playoff, yeah, is...
0: playoff potential teams and Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Then Arizona, all, all
2: going for the number one seed last year as well, weren't they? They were all in contention of the number one seed last year. Yeah, and that's really tough. And then sandwiched, uh, that
1: is sandwiched either side by two potential kind of wild card teams in the Browns and the Cardinals. So, yeah, 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 that's tough. That and then
0: really tough. at a, yeah, at Arizona, I've got us losing because if Arizona's clicking. Next year, they're going to be getting better as the season goes on because of the development of Kyler Murray and the offense, and and implementing that with with Hopkins as well. Obviously, being the big threat, and, and Larry still being there. Larry, uh, a loss away at Dallas, and then a win against Washington. So six and ten.
1: Eagles. Can you imagine just just on just on Hopkins, uh, Ollie? Can you imagine learning from Larry Fitzgerald when you're already on a Hall of Fame? Career tra- trajectory. Well, I was going to say, what does Hopkins nuts, need to learn?
0: It? Like, there, there will be some minor tweaks. I know, but that maybe he could Larry get even better, right? Yeah,
1: he could get even better. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah.
0: So I, I, th- I think it's actually a pretty savage schedule. Like, you look yeah, at, you so look, we've got some horrible runs in the away at the Niners, away at the Steelers, and then at home to the Ravens. That's a horrible three-game stretch. The Cleveland, Seattle, Packers, Saints, and possibly Arizona if they're quite good is a horrible stretch. Um an important game potentially if we're doing better than I think we are at Dallas, and the second-to-last game of the season. I mean, bookending the season with Washington hopefully means that we have a nice start and a nice finish. Yeah,
2: but that's that's about that's it. It's just a tough schedule. I think that that back end is very oh, bad. Yeah. that's a three-game. That's if you if you've got any sort of low morale before those three games hit. That's guaranteed to nosedive yeah. the rest of the season because yeah. you can like, see the Saints, the Packers and the Seahawks all really scoring yeah. a lot of points.
0: I mean, those teams that are outside of our division, Rams, still a you know, what Super Bowl mm. team two years ago, 49ers, Super Bowl yep. last year, Steelers, possibly a kind of Hall of Fame caliber quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, very experienced yep. and potentially explosive offense. Ravens, league MVP and the best offense last year. Cleveland, perhaps one of the more stacked teams that underperformed last year, but has a huge potential. Seattle, consistently winners. Russell yeah. Wilson's just one of the best QBs. Mm. Same with the Packers, same with the Saints. Like, the Bengals... <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, God, it's not looking good, Thank is it?
0: God for the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and... yeah. Although if the Bengals
2: beat you... You won't be thinking I mean, that oh, we'll, we'll have to play the, this back, won't we? The Boo
0: Birds will be out. Well, and, and to be yeah, honest, yeah, like, yeah. I don't Trevor dislike Lawrence that. Sin- I don't dislike that Cincinnati team. We won't take. <laughs> we take <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Wentz, and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> got a stacked QB room. Suddenly, yeah, yeah. I um, it's going to be a really horrible one to watch.
1: Oh man, it's hard to. Yeah, it's kind of hard to disagree with that. I mean, I I think. Um, it's really crucial that you go into the break um, and you'll buy week with five about wins. five wins. Yeah. 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 Because uh, you're going to need them down the stretch. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to be... Look, it's going to be hard to compete. There are it? some
0: massive upsides in the... Uh, Miles Sanders, or as he calls himself on his Instagram account, Booby Miles Sanders, which just screams destroyed knee. I like that. It screams destroyed knee in the third week of the season or something like Booby Miles in freaking Friday yeah, Night lights.
1: But he can, he can run, he can catch, and he can
0: pass. I really hope we're not throwing Miles Sanders <laughs> in a quarterback by like week three. <laughs> I mean, but like, I love, I love Miles Sanders. He had a fantastic year last year. Boston yeah, Scott yeah. was a nice little compliment, and the new kind of Darren Sproles. Um, the receiver if, if Jeffrey comes back and is fit and healthy and making catches again and the Jeffrey of two years ago that's great if, uh, I mean the DeSean Jeffrey of two years ago
2: that dropped the ball didn't catch it when it yeah, went through it his was, hands he still had a good season man like I know because if he caught it you, you don't lose the game at that point you may have carried on DeSean going Sean
0: Jackson like you know we had a glimpse of what he could be last could year could have one and, more season yeah, yeah yep so, well, I think, Zach Ertz I think the main Dallas the two be... best tight end. Well, I think is one of the best tight end combos in the league.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah, and they really stepped up as well when they needed to. And,
0: when you and Wentz was no
1: wide receiver.
0: Incredible last year.
2: Surprised yeah. Dave didn't try and say Njoku and Austin Hooper were the best tight end duo in the league. <laughs>
0: <laughs> loves it. Loves it. Austin Hooper. <laughs> Hey, I really like David and Joker as well, by the way. Um, but yeah, so... Obviously,
2: they're number one out of those two anyway, and Njoku, so whatever.
0: We've got... Um, we do have a, a great quarterback who seemingly has stepped up to be a leader despite still discussions about whether people really buy into him or not. Um, but I just think it's too tough a schedule and there's too many ifs and buts and unknowns, especially when you go into what is yeah. potentially for all of these teams a really haphazard off-season with what's happening with COVID-19. You know, a new... Yeah. Heck, if, I think the season start will end up being delayed and we'll have a Super Bowl kind of mid-February, mid to late February. Um, They'll find a way to kind of speed up the schedule somehow and all this kind of thing. But we won't have fans in in the stadiums, I don't think. But with all of that said, if you're a brand new coach trying to implement a system, this is the toughest year to do it. If you're a team with a brand new quarterback... Like a rookie quarterback yep. like the Bengals coming in. I think it's the toughest thing to get a rookie well, quarterback ready to start for this year because there's just not going to be the same kind of opportunities to train, I don't think. Who knows yeah, at this yeah. point?
1: And, and and that has got something you know, you've got a very settled organization. Um, you know, you've got your quarterback for the future, assuming he doesn't get injured, who's playing at a great level, you've got a great coaching staff. You know you've got pieces. I mean, it's just, but that set, and, that schedule is sad. And there's still a discussion so, that Jason Peters is going to know. be
0: resigned as well. Um, and he's just kind of there. It's basically Peters doesn't want to play anywhere else except for Philadelphia, and Philadelphia just don't want to be paying him that huge money that they were paying him as a studly left tackle. So it's just finding that middle ground point. So I imagine Peters will still be at the Eagles and kind of leading the O line, which is still a good O line.
1: Yeah. So I think it's a kind of uh, like a low. Low floor and a kind of middling ceiling for you guys. It could be a ten and six team if things break for you, but if, I can't see too much higher than if, that. If Dallas for
2: Dallas, right? If I'm looking at the Dallas' schedule right now, the reason why you've got such a bad schedule is you're playing the AFC North and the NFC West, which are two possibly yeah, the two savage, hardest yeah. divisions at the minute in football. Yeah. So those eight games which are very, very difficult. So it basically comes down to your division games mm. and you one or two. But they've got the um, the Falcons is one of their the ones to take. And they've also got the Vikings. The Vikings still might smash him. Falcons, you never know. We'll get to Falcons in the yeah. second one, David, anyway. Yeah. But I can see the Cowboys also going in 6-10 I mean, and 10 or 7-9. and nine. It could be an NFC East again that has a losing record.
0: The trouble is, is that the NFC East will get slammed for that. Oh, dear. Which, which does kind of suck because if you're in a division where, you know, the Cowboys are choke artists but they've got a good team, in theory the Eagles have still got... a solid team there won't be the same hype as there was at the beginning of last year about that uh about the franchise and, and the set and the roster that we've got but it won't be down to perhaps the NFC East being absolutely terrible it's just that we're playing two of the strongest divisions in the league and unfortunately yeah, yeah. it's kind yeah. of hard to avoid some really tough teams in that schedule so
1: you have genuinely got some excuses in the bag already oh yeah for this oh year, yeah um, to be fair. So
2: it's good to get good to get them in early because if um, they're before the thing, they're a reason. Afterwards, they're an excuse. You get me early; it's yeah. a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't, and we yeah, haven't exactly. even
0: had the injuries yet, which I'm never going to use as an excuse. But I'm just saying. But they will come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every head coach says, injuries aren't an excuse. But I'm just saying, we've had injuries this year. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. happened. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a six and ten year. I hope. <laughs> oh God.
1: <laughs> oh dear.
0: Uh, what about the uh, the Falcons, man? Um, so before you was nice into that. Before you get I, into the Falcons, yeah, just ahead. a little note that um, Tell me five about of your last seven games are against yeah, two yeah, just quarterbacks at... that have won the Super Bowl and like yeah. good quarterbacks. So <laughs> yeah.
2: good luck. Yeah, I just <laughs> I stretch. think that those those last seven games. Yeah, I know are it's make or break. There. Absolutely atrocious with the last 3 being perhaps the hardest 3 games of any schedule i'm guessing with at home well, to the bucks good, at the chiefs yeah, we don't, at we, the bucks the,
1: we don't know how good the bucks are going to be so there there are question marks there those could be okay games um so i don't know about I think that we but know. yeah playing, i think we playing know. the chiefs uh, playing the chiefs away from home um and then the saints is only 2 3 weeks before that yeah. So that's always a tough one, but we do we tend to split with the Saints. Even when we, even last year when the Saints were rolling over teams, we had our best game of the season against them. Um, they they tend to show up those two teams against each other. Mm. So I would say that we're going to win one of those against the Saints, even though on paper it seems, you know, they've got one of the best. Yeah, because you won uh, out of the blue in the New League.
0: Orleans, didn't you last year? It yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Well,
1: it I'd have to look back at it, but it's it's one of the closest rivalries in. Um, uh, yeah, I think you gave the us NFL. the numbers
0: on one of the old podcasts.
1: It's something, yeah, it's something silly. It's like 90 wins to 93 or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's like a game. super year. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just goes back and forward. But okay, so let's go through. Uh, so I've got us beating the Seahawks um, in week one, but that's a, that's a tough start of that. Away at the Cowboys, I've got that down as a loss. Um, the Falcons, I've got us beating the Bears in week three. And then losing to the Packers away, beating the Panthers, Vikings. I don't know. I could imagine the Vikings not being crazy good this year. So I, I think they're going to want revenge for last year because they absolutely ruined us in mm. week one. Um, so I'm going to put that down as a win. That might be a bit optimistic. I've got us beating the Lions. Then we've got the Panthers again. We're going to beat them twice next year. And then against the Broncos, pff, hard to know. We're at home. I've got that down as a win as well. And then I've got us losing against the Saints. And then uh, beating the Raiders. Oh, no, actually, I've got us down as a loss against the Broncos. Yeah, so put that down as a loss. And then I've got us beating the Raiders. And then beating the Saints. Beating the Chargers. And then beating beating the Bucks at home, but then losing the last two. So that gets us to ten and six.
0: Also that's two games on the road to finish, which just isn't nice. Like it's a bad two games to have anyway, the Chiefs and the Bucks, if the Bucks are as good as they live up to their yeah. potential and having them both away. Yeah, if,
1: exactly. Well that's what it needs to break. I've got those last two as losses, but if you're going into week fourteen, fifteen and you need to win against the Chiefs and then at the Bucks away from home, you're in trouble. So we need to kind of it needs to break right for us in that kind of middle portion of the season i've got us winning like four in a row so that that kind of run needs to happen or it's going to be savage at the end yeah and we'll miss out um so it's not it's actually been worse in years past um the falcons tend to have one of the hardest schedules because our our division's hard um but i don't know i mean it it does it really depends the on the bucks as well which I it think, really realistically speaking, they they're going to be very know. good.
2: I don't see how they're not going to be very good. Because even if you take Aaron's offense out of it, you've got Brady, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Howard.
1: Yeah, it is intimidating, yeah. And you've I'm got a defense that, that, that improved. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and that Brady is can't pass deep, and then that their offense is kind of stifled, and their defense is kind of like, there nah. anyway. So <laughs> I'm not expecting their defense to be better than, like, I don't know twelfth to sixteenth in the league anyway.
2: What I think is gonna happen is he's gonna come out and sling it all over the place. Because everyone's saying he can't throw it deep, he's not good enough. He's gonna have a chip on his shoulder a running theme in this uh podcast, of course.
1: It's hard to bet against um You can't Tom Brady after what he's done in the last like four years really. Hmm. So it is intimidating. But he is still you know he's is he forty one or forty two? Like he has to get bad at some point. It can't keep going forever. So, having to learn a new offense. He has to, right? A new coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? To.
0: Can't play till he's 50. Don't say that. Anybody so, who says in. that to him, Dom, don't you look. can't play till you're 50. And in the back of his head, he'll be like, oh, I can play till I'm 50.
2: Oh, yeah. The thing is, though, again, you look at these people who are hyper-competitive and the best at what they do, there's a reason why they're there. Have you guys both seen the last, the most recent episodes of The Last Dance? Yeah, Arts? yeah. So, there's talking yeah, yeah. about when Jordan went to the Wizards and picked, I think it was Kwame Brown. They were talk- maybe it wasn't they were- didn't see it on that but they are talking about when he was drafted he said you're the number one pick so you can beat me in one on one and this is J- Michael Jordan I think in a- wearing a suit when he's maybe 45 46 against a 20 year old 22 year old and runs circles around him and just, just, just demolishes him because he still has all the gifts he has he's still that good he still could have played but he went out before his talent's faded so what he said he wanted to walk he wanted to walk away rather than be pushed away whereas Brady seems to want to play until he literally can't and he, the minute it looks like he still fucking can so why wouldn't he yeah
1: but he wasn't that good last year we yeah but he had a terrible goals, team around that him, man he had no weapons
0: yeah that that is one thing that is like Brady's just been handed like the keys to the freaking arsenal you know, yeah, he has. They don't
1: have a running game as well. The Patriots literally the that. Patri-
0: Patriots had like old muskets fittingly in their little gun cabinet and now Brady's walked into a new house in Tampa that's got, got like AR-15s. a Yeah. <laughs> it's got an AR15, <laughs> it's got 12 gauge automatic they, shotgun
1: and they tend to have had a good running game in uh, New England as well and a really good offensive line. Have they they've got they've those had things a versa- in Tampa? It doesn't look like they do. They've had
0: a versatile running game. Like Sonny Michel's good, and, and James White's that guy again that can catch out of the backfield. Like Peyton Barber, yeah. I mean that's the that's the thing for the for the Bucks now. There's is like, problems can there. They...
1: It's not like it's not all like no no gold it, it's, it? it's
0: it's one way offense right now is, and through the air. But the difference is is yeah. you know can they use a running back like Peyton Barber out of the backfield with some hands to? to make him some sort of a useful threat on the check down that takes the pressure then off Gronk and then takes the pressure off Evans going deep and, and Godwin, and across, Godwin. Across, the, across the middle and out of the slot position as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're just looking at a, an offensive, I, d- I don't know, a system with like so I mean, many levels can, he to can st-
1: He can get rid of the ball so quickly that it's kind of, even if he doesn't have a running game behind him, you could see
0: And he's got that manning ability to him read a thriving as well. yeah, like, yeah. He'll, he'll know and be able to see what is coming at him. So he'll have almost already ah. picked his... Yeah.
1: We'll see. We'll see. But in terms of the Falcons, do you think that I'm too far off the mark going 10-6 and 6 with what I laid out there? Uh, That's fair. No. I still think you missed the playoffs with that. Potentially, because yeah. The, the NFC is strong. NFC but then we've got this strong. extra spot, though, haven't we? So, Of course we do, yeah. So that 10-6 yeah, and 6 yeah, would yeah. probably do it, wouldn't it? Could um, do.
2: Although you've got to bear that in mind the play. Packers, the Seahawks, the 49ers. Uh, yeah. The Bucks, the Saints. The Eagles. Whoever comes out with the NFC East. That <laughs> absolute horror show. And you still got the Rams. You might have the Cardinals. You might have the Vikings. NFC's yeah. tough. It's really so tough. It's tough, man. Yeah.
1: It's kind of nice that so, you've
0: got I don't know. the Lions and the Bears both at home. I think that just helps because the Bears' strongest asset, of course, is their defense, really. Their offense isn't.
2: No, yeah. come on. It's Mitchell make... Trubisky. That's their strongest thing. <laughs>
1: mm. Well, it's, it's Big Dick Nick now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so BDN. Don't worry about that. Do we think he's going to
0: start? Do we think yeah.
2: BDN is going to be yes. a starter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It'd be foolish he's to get him. He's going to beat him out. It's yeah. foolish to put the ball We've in, in Mitch Trubisky's hands. We've already spoken about this, hand. haven't we? Yeah, sorry. I apologize.
0: Like, BDN yeah. will find Alan Robinson down the down the field every single time. Like, be fine. Robinson's a really good receiver as well. I really like him. So,
2: I know. Underrated. He's great. Can anyone explain to me why? The Bears decided to get Jimmy Graham in free agency and then their first pick, they also draft a tight end.
0: Because Jimmy Graham is good, solid, but like hasn't been exceptional for a long period of time. But then time. why would
2: you get Jimmy Graham in the first place? Because he's clearly I over the I hill. I don't even think he's good. No, he's because over the he's hill. Good. He was used to single he sucks.
1: He's not even that great a, a red zone threat. Or anymore. run blocking. So I wouldn't have him. Yeah, neither would I.
0: Maybe they got him and then was like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> what oh, we God. oh no it's not 2010 oh we drank <laughs> so much last night oh yeah God.
0: why do we make all
2: these yeah. bad picks
0: when we've been drinking ah oh.
2: yeah classic yeah. ridiculous
0: um just a few other things on the schedule in general some of these have been lifted off various well all of them have been lifted off various websites and and stuff like that uh but i had a look at primetime games monday night and um sunday night football best monday night football week 3 Kansas City at the Ravens just that would just be fantastic that's the afc championship game that we were denied so
1: which week's that week 3 that's awesome
0: and then the potential for sunday night football of the saints at the bucks in week 9 i mean again those that as we were saying with the falcons you know, that division's going to be a really fun one to watch if the bucks are so That's good. good. Um, there's quite a lot of playoff repeaters. So the 49ers taking on the Packers in week nine. Uh, the Texans obviously meet the Chiefs at Arrowhead for, for the season opener in week one. The Seahawks and the Eagles clash in week 12, and the Titans and the Ravens meet in week 11. Um, it's quite interesting to see how the Packers would have sorted themselves out against the 49ers. The 49ers going to have that same run dominance as, as last year. Poor Texans start with the Chiefs and then the Ravens.
2: <laughs> oh man. And no, I know I,
1: I can't see the Texans being uh, a force. No. The last they're year, taking
0: so. on the last two MVPs of the league in the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, that's, that's two
1: losses right there.
0: Absolutely savage. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But those are my little kind of like ones to watch there was a good video where I found that Falcons won with the five cube Super Bowl winning QBs in the last seven games the Raiders have four games in prime time they're all in Vegas and it's all going to be in empty stadiums I imagine um,
1: yeah you said shiny new stadium and no one that
0: in. and LA it's such a disappointment that those two oh, fantastic they must be, stadiums
1: I know it's such a kind of um, I don't know marquee kind of moment for the NFL to have those two stadiums yeah yeah um, and a new franchise in a new city, and Vegas as well. Like, can you imagine Ooh. the fireworks and like the show they're going to put that out? It's going to be extra- well. There'll be like strippers on the halfway line, and the like, show they were giving, like, going to put out for that
2: craps table in the corner <laughs> yeah. of the, the field.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All
2: um,
0: Green Bay Packers start with five of their first six games against playoff teams from last year, but down the stretch Ooh. eight deadly. Their last 8 games own uh 6 of them are against non-playoff teams from last year, which is a very nice for Aaron Rodgers. It's not how you start, it's how you finish kind of, especially when he gets a chip on his shoulder if they run, don't start the, the season there. really well and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, well, look at Aaron Rodgers down the stretch did it against all these duff teams." Um and the Pats play in <laughs> that brand new That's stadium. That's what were saying
2: about the Pats at the start of last year though, wasn't it? Look at how great the defense is. Oh no, it's because they played Teams that are dog shit. Yeah.
0: Um, and the Pats play in the new stadium in LA twice in four days. So they have a oh, well. Sunday night football December 6th, followed by a Thursday night football on December 10th. And it's the first Ooh. time, I think, uh, that a team has ever played in the same stadium in back-to-back games in like, such close proximity. But that also works out really haven't... nicely. if like They can make... They yeah. can find a place to set up for camp for a few days rather than flying back to Boston and flying back in again kind of thing and dealing with the time difference as well. Oh, it's way better. Yeah, mm. they can just do relaxed kind of four days in Los Angeles and use you know some colleges, fields to do their practices on stuff like that. and then
1: Just, just having a look, Ollie, uh, we haven't talked about Thanksgiving games. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, Texans at Lions, which is better because the Texans, you know, I don't think they're going to be hugely relevant but i think you know it can be a fun team to watch i really like um
0: well that that could be two like pretty uh, average sides in an interesting battle kind of thing as opposed yeah, to one team blowing close out game. The yeah
1: yeah like it's better than than last time and then redskins at cowboys so divisional could be yeah. interesting it's a shame cuz the ravens at steelers is a banger yeah and that's the last game and i always fall asleep cuz i was so sleepy
2: i might stay up for that one this year
0: Bit, a bit too choice yeah. having washington at dallas like cowboys against redskins thanksgiving pilgrims savaging the 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 land pillaging from, the land and the natives you know what if what if dallas destroy washington i mean a bit close to the bone i think but
2: mm, <laughs> i may, mean but that's maybe how you're seeing it Oli. i think maybe no one else is seeing it better. dallas always like Oh, <laughs>
0: Thanks again for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at pick six underscore pod. You can follow Dave on at David Bluck, Jazz on at Jazz and myself, O underscore J underscore Wilson. You can follow us on Instagram as well. UK underscore pick underscore six underscore podcast. Uh, Remember to follow us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, our host and all other good podcasting outlets as well, like review and subscribe to the pod. And we'll be back with our next installment of the off season. Whenever. That will be at the moment. Everything's completely up in the air. Until then, take care.
1: And then, did she fire the gun at them? I don't know. A
2: Shots are fired. Oh,
1: Shots.
2: That's a shame. I don't know. But, I mean, I could have even like she shot into the
1: ceiling or something.